0: And um, I hear the first officer call out, and and the first officer jumps on the radio and he screams, "Holy sh! The goat man!" And I mean, it's just like everything went quiet. My, I I could hear the ringing in my ears, and I could feel my heart race. And so I hit my life, and I went flying up there. I'd been told by some. Old, older people, elders, there. You grab them and you hold them, and you uh, you you don't own them, but you you hold them there until daylight. If we can hold them or pull it in, pull them into the light. It uh, destroys anything they have, uh, any kind of power or anything that or anything they were trying to do to you. It'll it'll destroy them. This guy was like bouncing, like. You know, like how you see people kind of getting ready to jig? You know how they kind of bounce? Yeah, he was like that way. He was just kind of bouncing and he was just kind of going back and forth and one foot to the other. And, uh, and he just kind of turned sideways and he turned back over to the other way and and uh, he took off. Holy oh, shit, he have jumped in Wanda.
1: This is Lodge Tales. I'm your host, Rod Williamson. And thanks again for joining us on another episode. If you are Native American and you'd like to come on the show to share your strange and paranormal experiences, please consider emailing us at lodgetales at gmail.com. I'd like to start by thanking the patrons and listeners. Without you all, we don't have a show. Thanks for tuning in and giving us your support. I'd also like to apologize for the low audio quality, you know, this show is all self-produced and well, I had to teach myself to use a mic, audio, editing software, uh, the recording equipment, and you know, I think I finally worked through the learning curve of it all. Hey, it's all part of the journey, right? <laughs> so, my next guest is Joe Comes that Night. He's my brother-in-law and is also from the Blackfeet Indian Reservation. We talk about his experiences as a night security guard at some of the tourist areas on the reservation. Actually, it's in Glacier Park. But uh, we go on to talk about Bigfoot, strange green lights, uh, ghost lights, 7 Mile Lane, and a talking cat. Well, thanks again for tuning in. Let's get to it. The next guest on our show, Lodge Tales, here is... um a guy named Joe Can, he's actually my brother in law and he's he resides in Heart Butte, Montana as well. Um Joe Can was kinda privy to a lot of things most people ain't, I guess I'd say it like that. Just by the mere fact that he's been out in those woods so much. And uh Joe, if you don't mind, go ahead and kinda lead us into what your uh oh tell us a little bit about yourself, maybe and then go into what your uh your stories are.
0: All right, yeah, um well you know like rod said um you know kind of hang out in the sticks quite a bit and you know i've seen seen and heard you know some some weird things i guess you could say um uh there's one story i got is uh uh this happened not too long ago um i was out getting wood in a place called black tail kind of down by it's called tail feather coulee uh it was We out getting wood, uh, me and my family, and my youngest boy, he, uh, he was just walking around, told him to kind of stay close, because I didn't, didn't know if there was, you know, any mountain lions or anything around, and, uh, ended up, uh, going down, cutting some wood, and we were just sitting there, and, uh, knocked a few trees over, and, was watching my boy walk around, and and pretty soon he goes over to his mom, and uh, uh, noticed that he was showing him something. And but I just go back to, you know, cutting wood and everything, and here I get done sawing up a few more logs, and I turn around, and both of them were standing behind me, and uh, they they you know tell me I need to come look at something, and. Uh, um, turn my saw off and go over and check it out. Uh, you know, they, we got these little, I don't know if they're like moles or shrews or whatever, but they push dirt up. And here there was a perfect, perfect little maybe eight, ten inch long uh, barefoot track and right in that dirt there. Uh, how far down that is i said i wouldn't think anybody would be out here walking around barefooted or anything so next thing i had you know first thing i said was bigfoot baby bigfoot
1: (laughs) so there's all that sign everywhere i remember going out there with you guys that time remember when we got stuck
0: yeah you seen that tree that was like Turned upside down or something.
1: Yeah, it was weird. Remember, there was other trees like kind of woven into it. Like, there's no way the wind can do that.
0: Yeah, and speaking of that too, I just this was just happened just this hunting season. Big, I'd say probably about six inch round pine tree was stuck. You know, a little bit taller than the other pine trees that were stuck in, but the top was like broken off of it, and it was kind of facing kind of like a, would say maybe a southeasterly like direction and I mean I didn't I didn't first thing I thought that was pretty weird myself you know because they kind of looked woven into like those smaller trees were like kind of like it was like stuck in them and then those smaller trees were like twisted around it so it would stay there.
1: Remember that time uh same thing in that same area when we was up there. That's when you first told me that story. You seen something come out of that tree line?
0: Yeah, yeah. And that was uh, that was back in um, a place called Pete Eagle's. It was kind of behind there. I was up on that, that highest bench. And I was just glassing around hunting. And all of a sudden, I see deer kind of come out the bottom there run across that opening and it stops. uh, You know, it's looking around, looking around. And next thing, it just takes off. There's this big thing that's like, comes out that tree line, just exactly where it came from. And I'm sitting there like, it can be no bear, because I know bears can't run, you know, as fast as a deer on their back, you know, hind legs it mean, I caught that deer and I don't know if like I just like folded it in half and then threw it over it you know threw it over its shoulders I mean it kind of tripped me out a little bit because I was sitting there looking and I'm sitting there like am I really seeing what you know what just what I just saw so I, you know take a you know take a shot just to be like you know scared away because I knew you know my rifle couldn't it wouldn't even come close to where how far away it was, but the next thing it just kind of like looks around and gives us like ignorant like guttural like like holler like uh, I, I don't know, I wouldn't even be able to describe the sound really, but it was just like a like a roar almost,
1: like a lion roar or something.
0: Um, no, a little. I'd say a little bit deeper and louder than the lion we're almost like like a holler. You know what I'm saying? And then there's this another place too. Uh, Mitten's Lake. We were up in there getting uh, getting wood again, and there's this place where all these trees were like I don't know if they were like pushed over by the wind, but they were like completely uprooted. And how they were all like how they all fell together, made this like this this perfect little, I don't know, like, little dome house or something. But I think what it was was, like, uh, the trees fell, you know, kind of in a, like, cluster together, and then something just covered the top of it. It looked like there was, like, a, almost like a pine bedding in there, and, and a, that, like, kind of spot where it was coming in and out was kind of like, uh, it was muddy, but it, it dried up, so you couldn't really tell, you know, what was all going back and forth in there. But I walked uh, maybe 10, 10 feet or so away from the entrance, and there was one big. I'd say, you know, see, I'm, I'm I wear size 12 boots, so it was probably like maybe three inches or or better. You know, longer and probably like about maybe two or three inches wider than my my boot and everything at the toe part.
1: Oh, that's huge, <laughs> grapes. You know, as you think about all of these these uh, these Bigfoot things, I mean, all of this this Bigfoot that you've you've encountered and everything. Do you do you have any thoughts of maybe what it could be?
0: I'm, I was you know i I've been sitting here thinking quite a bit, you know, about you know like like I, I kind of look at it like this is it's just like uh you know if if it does exist in everything uh you know what you know what happens to the bodies do they do they bury them or you know what what happens to them and the way I look at it is, I think it's like a spirit. Mm. Almost kind of like, like almost like a, like a, something like a shape shifter or something, you know, yeah. is you see it and then all of a sudden it just dis- disappears and, or you know, you, you know, there's tracks out there and everything, but you, know, you just can't track them down.
1: Have you ever tried to follow where those tracks led to or where they end?
0: Well, there's been a few places where we've uh, we've tracked them, but then they only go so far and you run out of, you know, kind of run out of sign at a track and everything. It kind of goes into like, like a couple of places like where a lot of cows went through. Oh, I see. You know, like cow traffic. You know, they like kind of hide their hide their tracks or something.
1: Jeez, you know, I've there's that uh, Sasquatch Chronicles Strains Familiars podcast too. That, there's some really good stories about Bigfoot in there, and a lot of them say, uh, people have followed, tracked and right to the end, and it could be a flat area, no trees around, no nothing, but the the tracks just stop. Yeah, there's no way they can explain it. You know, you. You go to that one spot and, and you do all those little things where you just kind of make a circle, go out. You know, I imagine they do something like that, looking for the, which way it went. It could've, yeah. It could have jumped or something, but they never find anything. It's like they just end.
0: Yeah, like they just, they stops and they just like disappeared or something.
1: Yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I think, you know, and personally myself, for one, we don't know what the what the heck it is. Yeah, But I've always thought it was, you know, because, well, if something is physical, like looking at you, you know, it's right there and it's, you can like touch it and all these other things and people, there's stuff, there's a story, it was the Osterman, Bill Osterman story, I don't remember, it's the old one where the guy got picked up in his sleeping bag and brought basically to one of their camps. But, um, I think, honestly, I, I think these... These are just people. An old people though. But like how they I've explained this before. I don't even you know I'm trying to do it again. But I think they have medicine. And I think they're a race. Just a really old race. Because we owe there's physical and there's spirit. every time there's something physical, there's gotta be a spirit to it, or it don't exist, you know, in nature. It's just kind of how it is, how we believe. So I think that there's there of you know, when you get haunted by a human spirit. Yeah. Well, you could be haunted by a Bigfoot spirit, too, because they were physical. And that's just one of their spooks hanging about or something, you know. And at the same time, since they live so close with nature like that, you know, they said that a lot of those Bigfoot would protect us when we are out fasting and everything. They know what good is, obviously, based on these kind of, you know, situations that I'm bringing up or or whatever you want to call it. But uh That medicine, that's what I think they have, man. I I really do. How how else do you explain it? You know, that's the only way to explain what they do is they got medicine. You know, there's no other way. Because there's even those times where they they turn themselves into that predator look, you know, where you can't see them. You know, they do. There's, I think it's the, what is it? I don't know, a tribe in Washington, maybe. But they have a name for that black Bigfoot. And it translates to forget. I guess it even has an ability to hypnotize you if you did see it, so you, well, you don't remember <clears throat> it. You know, there are all kinds of strange things like that surrounding that that group.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, you know, that's kind of, you know, on the same lines I was thinking is, you know, that they, they got to have some, some type of spiritual powers or something to just be there one minute and then the next minute be gone or, you no. know...
1: That's just the way of traveling, you know. People will say, "Yeah, uh, they'll, they'll use different words like dimensions, um, you know, extra-dimensional beings or something." Well, that's really what that the spirit world. Yeah, that's what that is—is is another dimension, if you want to think of it like that. But it's not how we we say it, you know, another dimension. But really, that's what you know. Those old those old Indians when they tran—you know—there's stories of of those old Indians when they would um shapeshift and basically turn spirit and travel and then come back you know yeah so i mean if our people can did stuff like that back then i mean imagine there's still some of them here and there that still do stuff like that but i mean if we had it they probably had it you know and and the other thing is is the bigfoot here in montana they ain't that aggressive it doesn't seem like that all the stories that come out of alaska i don't know if you know it or not but boy there's some some
0: aggressive ones up there. Yeah, yeah, I've, 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 heard a few. I've even seen this like documentary of like how aggressive they can be, and you know what, what they do and everything up there. I was just like, you know, for, for how they, how I imagine they are in Washington, you know, they, you don't know, hear as, as much stuff as you know what they say about them in Alaska and everything, and. You know, from what I've seen of them around here, and you know, it it doesn't seem like they're too, you know, too like aggressive or you know, like um, how would you want to put it? Um, it's like they they have uh more more area that hasn't been disturbed down around here in the lower you know lower 48 and everything than what you would see up in Alaska. Because you get people like all, you know, all sorts of different, you know, people out in the brush and everything there. Mm -hmm. And it's just not like, not too much like that here in, you know, like Montana or Washington, I'd say, you know, all of the places where, you know, I've heard about them and everything. So
1: have you ever heard them do anything weird? Like those tree knocks people talk about? I never heard those.
0: I'm not, I don't know. When I was working security in St. Mary's, I was I was just sitting there. It was about three, four o'clock in the morning. And I could hear this, like, I don't know. It sounded, the way it sounded like to me, it was like a tree knocked but I mean, I wasn't, I couldn't be, you know, really too sure about it because, you know, there was a lot of those employees up there were partying that same night. So I was just kind of making sure everybody was getting getting to their, you know, like little apartments or their little place, the places where they were staying. They had the employees staying up there. So I mean, and I didn't bother to get out and try to knock back or anything, but I only heard it like maybe only happened like two or three times and then never heard it again while i was you know sitting up at that spot i was sitting at so
1: let's uh let's change speeds here um that's a good little segue with your security how about your stories with security you got anything crazy that went on up there
0: well i mean you know i mean there's it's, the only time i really had any, any crazy stuff happen was when covid hit and There was, you know, nobody staying at the hotel or anything and still had to do security and do walkthroughs to make sure nobody was up there messing around. But, like, hearing doors shut when there wasn't nobody around, you know, like, between 2 and 5 in the morning, um, hearing, like, people walking around on the floor above you, and this kind of stuff like that and you know taking pictures and you know stuff showing up in them when you know like nobody's around so that that's like the only real like like stuff that's happened to me like um, like that one night i was walking through it was probably i don't know 2 30, 3 o'clock and I just did my rounds of the, the main part, the main lobby. And I was going up doing the second floor in the annex and I heard this door shut. And up in the annex part it's all uh, wood flooring. So like you know, it sounded like somebody with like either like dress shoes or cowboy boots walking up there and I was like and I said, I don't know how the hell there could be anybody up there when just that main floor was the only one that had lights on and just the security lights were running down the uh, the halls of, you know, all of the rest of the hotel because all the lights were turned off. So when I got up, I mean, got up to that second floor, there nobody there and I'm sitting there like, you well, know, <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't explain it myself, so... <laughs> And then I uh, uh, said, so, Well, this happened. This happened after COVID, when everything kind of started kind of getting back to normal. There's this uh, place called the Golf House, you know, and it's kind of over there. It's a little like, basically, a little house on the golf course that you know people can rent out. I had to go over there and check it out, and I just, Happened to get a call from my wife, and she's all, Oh, you know, send me a picture where you're at. So I take a picture. I'm using the headlights of our little side by side rig we have to cruise around. Take a picture of that golf house. And here she sends me a picture back with uh, like a little deal cropped on the side there. And I asked her, I was like, Well, what is that? She's like, Enlarge it. There's a woman standing there in, like, kind of like an old timey, you know, when those big bustle, how you have them old dresses that have the, like, wire under them or whatever to make them look poofier. Yeah, it was something like that. And you could just kind of see her silhouette in those trees, and I'm sitting there like that. I was like, yeah, I didn't even see that, you know?
1: <laughs> Do you still have that picture?
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure I still got that picture. If I don't, I think Ash does. <laughs>
1: You should send it, I'll put it on there so people can see it. Well,
0: yeah, I mean, that's, and then, you know, like right now I'm working at the school and heck, the only thing up here that I've seen or heard is just a little girl that everybody says they either see or hear. And she came running by the library one night and kind of giggled. And I was sitting there like, hey, you know, it's like 9 o'clock, right? you know, Nobody's nobody's up here. Just the janitor. So How'd I have to look you know a little girl get in here Walked out checked it out looked down that hallway and nobody around
1: Jeez. Yeah, There's there's a lot of those remember that one picture that was in Facebook somebody said they caught a, a photo of goat man <laughs> But what it looked like was a shadow person shaped like a goat man, but it was yeah. about four feet tall or so. Yeah. No, I just um, did a few. I did an interview, like I was, I was saying before we before we got on the show. Uh, we're gonna have that the next guest coming up. Or by the time this comes out, the episode would have already came out. But anyways, uh, goat man, that's another. <laughs>
0: I yeah, I got. I don't got no stories about that guy. Yeah, I'm still <laughs> glad I don't
1: either. <laughs>
0: yeah, I don't know. I'm, that guy don't want to see me, and I don't want to see him. So <laughs>
1: that's how I feel about him. Jeez, yeah, that guy's something else. I don't, I don't know about all that. But um, <clears throat> so any time that you were uh, um out in those woods and stuff like that, looking around, is there? There's, like, common things that happen when people see those those Bigfoot, you know? Like, sometimes I'll say the animals get all quiet. Uh, yeah? Yeah, you know, other times, like, I don't know if I was, because I, I never seen one, but I think I walked into an ambush area. Well, not that this, this is what I call it. I think it was hunting there or something, but I felt like my, like, most like you're on, how would I say it? Like, you're in a plane, maybe, or even underwater a little bit. My ears felt funny. There was something around. I didn't know what it was. Yeah, I couldn't see it. I just, I just backed out there. So I'm like, well, I I did a little snooping and pooping around there and I figured some things out, but that's uh, a story for another day. But I, I, there's weird things that happen and what are some of the weird things that happened when you are out there?
0: Well, it's, um, it's like when we were talking about that story earlier, about when I seen that deal come running on the tree line, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know come to think about it now, everything it was it was pretty quiet like i haven't hadn't seen any hadn't seen any deer in that area i haven't hadn't seen like or heard like any like how you know those grouse will go flying up. I hadn't seen any of them I hadn't heard any chipmunks or anything and it, it was you know it was still early in the season where it wasn't too cold yet. So like you'd kind of still hear those chipmunks out and about when you'd walk through the trees. But yeah, I mean, for, I'd say for like maybe, like, I don't know, about a half hour before I seen, seen you know, might as well say what it, you know, Bigfoot. Uh, yeah, it, it was pretty quiet. Like, like you could hear, as they'd say, you could hear a ping drop. Mm-hmm. Then another story, too, is uh you know, we were out hunting and, you know, I was like, you know, I've been out in the trees, you know, for a while and everything, and uh, my wife, she she came out with me that day and uh, she just, we were out and about, and she just, you know, told me, oh, uh, you know, I should have told you this long time ago, but, you know, I'm, I'm on my, my, uh monthly you and know, I was sitting there like oh man you know let's just head back to the truck you know I've you know I've, I've probably had a uh, you know a lot of animals watch me and stuff in the trees but it's just a feeling that we had walking back to the truck I've never never felt like felt like that before in the trees you know where you where I was just like like just had that feeling where there was just something on the other side of the trees in that opening we were in that it was watching us but we couldn't see it and it felt like that the whole way back to the truck i mean we were probably like maybe miles maybe a little over a mile away from the truck and it was just like it was it kind of started when I first like just like maybe probably about 10 minutes before she told me I could just feel like an uneasy feeling in the trees, you know, it's like, I, I can't describe the feeling or anything, but I mean, it's just like, like something wanted to do us harm or something. That's the only way I could, only way I could describe the feeling that I had and yeah. Uh, Finally, when we got to the truck, the only uh, when I quit feeling like that was when we were inside the you know, inside the truck, leaving, heading out on the road. And you know, the whole time I was just on the edge, had my gun, you know, my gun ready. You know, if anything, you know, and I I normally don't walk with my gun loaded in the trees or anything. I usually wait see something and load up. But as soon as I start feeling that uneasy feeling, first thing, chamber the bullet. And, you know, I didn't, even, I didn't even put it on, you know, usually if I chamber a bullet, and I'm waiting for something, I'll put it on safety. But yeah, I guess I was sitting there the whole time, like, you know, something and it felt literally like something, any minute something was just gonna come running. and I'd blasting those trees towards us.
1: Jeez. Probably if you didn't have that gun, I wonder what would have happened.
0: Nah, yeah, that's and that's what I was thinking too. I said, or if we had a little bit further more to go or something, you know, to the vehicle and everything. But yeah, it was it was just like I said. I've never I've never felt more uneasy in the trees in my whole life of hunting, getting wood, you know, and I was like. A, Now, like you said, I've been out there for a while, you know, the age I remember being out in the trees with my dad and brothers, I was like nine, ten years old. And, you know, shit, I've never had a more, uneasy feeling in the trees any time, except for that day. Even when I know there's a bear around in the trees, I've, I've never felt. Felt, I should say, more scared, fearful that something was going to try to do us harm or do me harm or something like that. I'm like, ah, mm-hmm. I, I just, I, that's one feeling I could never just, I've never had ever, besides just that day. Oh,
1: that's wild. That's the same, you, you said it exactly as I couldn't. <laughs> when I ran into that little ambush area, it's kind of like how I was. Yeah. I was really, really scared, man. I could talk about it like it's nothing, but at the time, my heart was in my throat. I felt like I couldn't breathe. I couldn't hear. It was weird. It was just, yeah, I was scared, man. Then, as I was backing out of that area, because I walked into it, and it made my rifle useless, but as I was backing out, I I was just going to leave that area, and I never felt like that. Same with me. I grew up on that creek, right, out in those trees, and yeah, I never felt like that. I was trying to, then I, I was going to back out, and I remembered, you know, my, my little cousin and my little nephew up at the house, my uncle's house, and we stayed at the house next to him. Well, anyways, I, I had to go back. I just had to stay there and clear that or try because there was a threat in my backyard, man. It was a street down in the bottom, and I had to clear that little area. I tried. I mean, to make a long story short, I, I tried clearing that area out, and it led into this it Had a weird. Weird, weird trail you couldn't see. You had to stumble onto this trail. But, anyways, it led circular into this like really dark area. But I, I, I couldn't go in that area. That's what you're talking about. I just couldn't do yeah. it. I couldn't do it, man. I just had to get. So, I knew that the area was clear except for that spot that led further back past this little ambush area there. I don't know what else to say, but that's exactly what happened to me. I, I was so scared. I didn't. I almost. Really, I almost panicked because I didn't know what to do, you know, like it, it was so strange. I didn't, I didn't, you didn't see anything, but you're scared. Yeah, I scratched my head at that for a long time.
0: You're yeah, not just something you can't wrap your head around. It's, yeah, it's just, you, it's like one of those scared, anxious, don't know what's going to happen type feelings. And
1: yeah, like in a military, you getting ready to do something a little spooky or scary and nerve racking it's the same tense stuff any minute you're gonna get hit
0: <laughs> yeah and that's that's totally how it felt too like any minute it was just gonna be like right there hmm. and, and then it's, yeah like i said the only uh, as soon as we got in the truck and we were leaving that area that's kind of the. i kind of was like Finally comfortable enough to let my guard down.
1: What about those little people? Have you ever seen them or heard of anything about them?
0: I've never seen a little person, but I know I know they got to be around because I've had I've had stuff moved around on me and stuff come up missing, and it's usually always like shiny stuff.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's those guys. You know, those shiny little
0: objects or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: That's probably them. What about UFOs? Have you ever seen any of those? My brother's always seeing them.
0: (laughs) I mean, I've I've seen like lights in the sky and stuff. And well, this this was probably about last year, October. um, We were coming up and coming up from an old agency and seeing something like we thought it was up on you know up on the ridge ghost ridge there and thought somebody's driving around up there got closer and no lights or anything up there and uh a little bit further got past you know a little bit closer to homeland and everything and coming off that duckhead hill and i was just sitting there like, oh, look, somebody's, you know, driving over, driving over the ridge there. And we were sitting there, and about the time they should have hit the road, nobody was, you know, no cars or anything were there, and and that's what it looked like, was car light, you know, taillights. We got closer, a little bit closer to home, and right above the mountains, you see the I could have swore there was a car driving in the clouds. You could see their headlights, like two lights. They kind of like like they were coming out of the clouds there. Then they stopped, backed up, and then you could see their taillights. Then they it drive around. Then you'd see when they went like sideways because you'd see like one like one tail light and one regular light. Then they turned around. and you could see like two headlights again. Then they went back north and just dis- disappeared.
1: Weird. And you said those lights were where in the mountains or on that? Yeah, they're above. Well, the last time
0: we seen them, they were like above, just right above the mountains, you know, close to home here and everything. So
1: you mean right above Heartbeat Mountain there?
0: Yeah, kind of like right above heartbeat Mountain, a <laughs> little further north than that.
1: So like in the clouds, you're saying.
0: Yeah, it was right in the clouds, just right above the mountains, right in those clouds. It looked like somebody was driving around up there. And then this other time, we were coming out from town, right in Badger Canyon, and it just lights up right in that gorge, just green, and all of a sudden, there's this big old green light that just shoots, Straight in the air just like just like just straight up and then it just disappears it kind of lights up that whole like that whole badger creek badger canyon area right there for like maybe well i don't know five five ten seconds until it gets up in the sky and just disappears oh
1: so it it went from the ground up
0: yeah, it seemed like it came right out of where the gorge is at, and just went straight up.
1: Me and Daryl were just at the gorge this past summer, and um, when I pulled, when when we got down to the bottom there into the gorge, I seen something weird that I never. <laughs> I don't even know if I should say it, but uh, <laughs> I'll just share it. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if Daryl's seen this or if it was just me think Daryl might have seen because we were yeah we were talking about those elk prints but I was the first one to walk back up there and when I walked back in there as I head of Daryl and I, I seen some elk tracks back there and they just stopped like I don't know what to I didn't know what to make of that I didn't bring it up to anybody either and when Daryl was up there I just said or he said oh there was some elk up here huh and I said yeah but I was staring at those footprints because I didn't see where any any where they went there, and it's out in a little sandbar, you know. So it'd have been like fifteen feet to the side to where I don't know. That it's just odd that you say there was a big light coming at that place right there, and I seen something odd up there. Don't know if it's yeah, huh?
0: I mean, you know, it's it's odd and easy though
1: did that green light stuff. Uh, okay, so here, here's one I got for you, Joe. Um, we, okay, you remember, uh, geez, I don't know if I should say these names. Okay, so the Holy Family down in, uh, in Old Agency, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Okay, so them, they were having a doings, Um, I think it was a nightclub. Nylo- I don't know, oh, they were painting faces down at that uh, that house down below theirs. And so everybody was pulled up there and uh, we'll see, there was some drama, family drama going on. So I got worried that, um, I don't know. I just got worried. My aunt used to always tell me to, um, to, to, to be wary of, of, uh, of things. Uh, how, how would I say this? I'm, um, I really want to be careful because, um, because I don't want to offend anybody and I don't, think there is i don't think there's anything you know well, okay so i was hesitant to go in there for whatever reason right i have my own reasons for that and i was hesitant and i didn't know if i should It was one of those right And i'm just like okay okay and everybody was getting um ushered in there clifton was coming out getting everybody and um i was the last one out there me and blue were sitting in that car and finally uh, he come out there again and we went in i stood on a porch blue went in And I just stood there by myself. Oh, man, I didn't want to. Clifton peeked out that door when last time. Come on, Rod, come in. I said, I'll be in. And I just stood there. I was really hesitant. Um, Anyways, um, just then the whole sky lit up. And it was green, like how you're talking about. But only thing, it stayed lit up for about five seconds, five, six seconds. Because as I was standing on that porch, it, it, it really weirded me out too because I was looking around and I couldn't see where there was the source of light coming from. Like, uh, you seen a source shoot straight up. I didn't. It's just like the the whole night sky was a green um, glowing light and it turned on like a light switch all by itself. The sky did. There was no source to this light. Just the sky. You know, like you'll see northern lights, there'll be a source. You'll see a comet come down, meteor, there'll be a source to that light. There was no source here. And what was weird was when I looked down at those cars, the shadows were coming. The light was trying to come under the cars from all directions. Like, you know, when you have a when it's evening, that shadow casts on the other side of the car. Not this time. There was no shadows. Those cars were casting because that light was keeping all their shadows right under the cars if there was any shadow at all. That's what I thought was really strange about that it, and and I could see far man I looked up to um, my uncle's house um uh, Uncle Marvin's house I could see his house from that porch I looked uh, all the way down by those badlands I could see that way and then I looked where you're going to you know at like Great Falls and I could see I could see all them hills man I even looked up at that Williams Tina Williams house up there and I I, I seen it all, I mean and then it just shuts off and what do I say to myself? I'm like okay. I get the I get the hint. <laughs> I'll go in, it's gonna be okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I went in. Yeah. And I've I've searched the internet for light phenomena like that. I've never heard anything about it. If there's any other blackfeet out there, if you've ever had any sort of spiritual hesitancy and, and something showed you that was okay, I mean, come on the show. I mean I had that happen to me once, and it, it was odd. I just, I, I, to this day, I don't know what to make of it. I can't explain it, because I didn't see a light source. I have no idea what that was. You know, when you think about it logically, spiritually, I know I know exactly what that was. <laughs> so yeah, it's kind of an odd thing that you say about that, that, that. It really makes me think. Yeah, when, when lights, those green lights, I don't know why, but they make me think about... What is it? How? <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, for real, I mean, and like, it's just, just like, how like you said, it's like somebody just turned on the light switch, and that whole, that whole gorge, like up in where they ride back at, you know, up on that part, you know, even down towards, you know, that, that where that bridge crosses, Badger Creek and everything, up there, Badger there, it just, like, lit up, just green. We were sitting there like, you know, like, whoa, well, you, know, you know, like, what is that? And all of a sudden, just like, that light just shoots just a ball, I'd say, probably maybe, I don't know, maybe about the size of, you know, I don't know, I, I wouldn't even know. I mean, it was, it was a pretty good-sized ball, a light that just shot straight out there, just like like, just followed, a, like, a beam right up into the sky, and then it just, like, just like you said, during just turned the light switch off, and everything just went back to being, you know, dark nighttime, you know?
1: Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> There's some odd things, man. I don't know how to explain that. Because with you, okay, so, you said, so, so how was it, was it already lit up as a ball, and then that ball just simply detached from the ground and went straight up?
0: Well what what we seen was it just like lit up like like there was a light a light source there. A really bright light source that was like basically I'd say shining like like um like when those big uh big lights that shine up and you can see you know see their light shine in the air and everything. That's what it seemed like. Then all of a sudden it just went straight in the air but there was no light source underneath it, like no beam underneath it. It just went straight in the air. So that's a, I mean, that's the thing I can, you know, I didn't understand what it was or, you know, then it just seemed like as soon as it hit, you know, hit the sky, like somebody just turned the light switch off.
1: You know, I was asking you about lights kind of for a reason too, Joe. Um, they say that uh, these folks that have experienced these Bigfoot encounters and and such like that, it's common that, that you'll also experience UFOs of some kind, you know, lights, whatever you were seeing. That's why. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. And sure enough, you, you, you said some.
0: <laughs> yeah, I <think> that's <laughs> and, and the crazy thing is, too, is that, that light, you know, phenomenon or whatever you'd want to call it, happened I'd say maybe two to three years before I seen you know, that that Bigfoot, you might as well say it was, you know, run out the tree line and cross that opening. So, you know what I mean? And, you know, the things that I've been seeing lately, you know, this like, you know, like like on these Bigfoot shows or whatever, or you know, just like listening to podcasts or whatever, you know. And then that, like you said, they go hand in hand.
1: I wonder what the uh, relationship is, if there is one, because I think there is one. But
0: yeah, I mean, there's there's some some sort of significance, you know, there that you know, you know, you either see one or the other, or you end up seeing, you know, both. sometime, you know. Eventually.
1: Have you ever seen them both at once?
0: No, I can't say that I have. <laughs> Cause usually like, you know, usually like if I see any, like like the Bigfoot signs we've seen, it, it's been during the day and, you know, I, like I said, I haven't haven't noticed anything, but I mean, for all I know, they, they could be there. Because I'm really not, really not watching too much in the sky, you know. I'm sitting there looking, like, if I see a track or something, I'm looking to see if I can find more tracks or, you know, kind of get a general idea of, like, look at the direction the tracks are going and saying, you know, like, what's, you know, what what would make them want to go that way. Right after walking, are they just you know, walking to just check out their surroundings? Are they walking to migrate? Are they walking that way to migrate? Or, you know, are, are they searching for something? You know, you know, what, you know, what makes them wanna what makes them wanna do the things they do? Leave, you know, just certain, you know, maybe a footprint of here or footprint of there, you know. Than nothing, like you know, then the, you know the the deals, you know, like the trees that are tipped upside down, like uprooted and pushed back in the ground, or like the trees that are like, you know, like a direction marker or something, you know, like are they are they migrating or or is it you know? Something for other other Bigfoots that are traveling to say, oh, okay You know another one went through here or something, you know, you know stuff like that
1: I always refer back when I have little questions like that. I refer back to the uh, To the old Indians, right? So in the Blackfeet land, you know, we've got those four boundaries around our traditional territory You know they might have made counties and stuff now and where <laughs> might have been pushed way up north but our big rock boundaries are still there to to tell the other tribes, you know, back off, man. St. <laughs> George, or you can't hunt here. It might be the same thing. Yeah, who knows? Yeah,
0: yeah, for sure.
1: Another thing too I I wanted to ask you before we before we end this um have you ever seen any well, we know what the UFO lights are and stuff, right? But have you ever seen any of the ghost lights?
0: Oh, like, uh, I don't know. Um, I've seen this. Uh, and the only thing, what, what I've been told from, like, my dad and everything is, you know, uh, he, he called it a jack-o'-lantern. Yeah. little ball of fire, just kind of bouncing. <laughs> yep. i seen this down in uh, Bill Roses, just kind of bouncing on that top ridge, kind of on that, uh, like the northwest side of Bill Rose's, that coolie there was just kind of bouncing on top of those hills up there.
1: Some graves up there, too.
0: Yeah. Oh. And then, and then and he told me after that, he said, Well, you better quit in your four wheeler back and forth down there after it gets too late. Yeah. So I uh, never questioned it or anything. So, I mean, so he told me it was action and i was just like whoa then uh this other time too we were uh driving going through the mountains. i was pretty young i was going through the mountains with my mom and we going over to see my grandma and um it was it was you know winter time i think it was just uh it was either um christmas break or thanksgiving break and we were heading over and uh, got a kind of late start out of here, it was a little after four anyways, and we are just up there by the goat lick. And on the other side, not the train track side, but like up on that kind of like the mountains part side there, mm-hmm. I seen this uh, like light, almost looked like a torch going through those trees. And I was sitting there, you know, thinking to myself, you know, if there's that much snow, I said, and you know, I said, you know, how would how would anybody be, you know, up there walking around with a torch or anything? I mean, there had to be at least about there was about I want to say four or five feet of snow on the side, of, you know, with the snow plows and everything were pushing up, so. I was figuring there had to be at least maybe six or eight feet of snow, you know, further back, closer to the mountains and everything. So, a lot of snow for somebody to be going through with a torch. For all I know, it could have been another jack lantern, you know. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Yeah.
1: That's uh, uh, when I was a kid at boarding school. uh, Snooze Revis, God rest his soul. He, he used to take us to the river and we'd make, uh, he'd make us some cowboy coffee, you know, just in the the coffee can itself and use some of the, <laughs> the coffee and you just boil it up in that can that it came in. Yeah, he was making us that and he was telling us stories and, uh, he was pointing up on that hill right behind him across that river, uh, a Creek and he was pointing up on a cut bank right there and, uh, I was looking up there and it's the first time he said, he says, uh, he says, boys, he says, um, maybe in your life, you guys will, you guys will experience this. There's a thing called ghost lights. Oh, he's really sitting there at that fire just uh, hanging on to every word he said. And he said the same thing. He said, when I seen him as a boy, he said, they bounce and they look like they're like fire. So you see them bouncing around like that. He called them ghost lights. That's why I call them that. It's because it's the first time I ever heard that. And uh, they're into med. Yeah, they're into med too. They're at Black Butte. I've heard of them in Black Butte. Um, I imagine they're all over the place.
0: Yeah, and that's, that's about the only two times I've ever seen them too that, you know, that I can recall, so.
1: You know, there's another road that i find kind of freaky it's that uh east glacier cut across road have you ever drove that at night
0: yeah a few times yeah
1: next time you do it try this open your windows if it ain't too cold and drive that road we stopped coming out of east glacier we were just leaving the bar when i used to drink and i'd use a bathroom right there man in those trees all that quaking aspen that's up there if you where we stopped a little further i'd be to the south on that road south in the trees. Man, there's nothing but eagle bone whistles going off in there. They're like 10, 12 of them. Just, yeah, all pitch black at night. Nobody should be back there blowing those. There are 10, 12 of them. They just kept blowing. Nah. I I ran and jumped back in. Like, oh, Christ. That... My sister had to go. And I, God, I didn't want her to go out but I was already jumping in and she already jumped out and I couldn't say hey stop she was already gone already walking back past my door and she come running back in that truck the same way just go 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 telling that driver to go and she did that I start laughing what happened Jazz? you know what happened you should have told me <laughs> or something like that I don't remember how it went something like that because we both seen it and, You know, I could be wrong how I told that my sister could correct me if she wants but I remember it being like that. Anyways, hearing those those whistles go off, that that yeah, really scared me. So I was wondering, did you ever hear anything? Did you ever experience anything on that road?
0: No, I can't. Yeah. I yeah. can't say that I have not really experienced anything on that uh, east-west cutters. It's just, uh, but the only the only cut across I've experienced anything on is that uh, seven-mile lane.
1: Oh, it comes up again. We were just talking about that.
0: And that ghost car.
1: You seen it too?
0: Yeah, well, we were coming up from Bozeman. We got a late start out of Bozeman that one time. And we were uh, probably, I'd say, maybe halfway down that long stretch, give or take. And was, we just seen this car come come around that, those two wicked little S-curves there. And we were just you know i was like oh well, somebody's you know somebody's really flying towards us and we're just driving along and trying to see their headlights after they came around that other corner and started getting you know like they were coming up that, that stretch there and, you know any minute i was expecting them to just you know you know come flying by us but we we were just we were still we weren't as close to that dip as they were. And they hit, we see, I see when their lights went out of sight, then they didn't come back up out of that dip. And that was, that dip's probably like maybe about a half mile, maybe quarter mile away from that sober up Cooley Road. And like, I was sitting there, you know, Ashley, actually, Ashley actually telling me, oh, where's that car at? And I was like, I don't know this trip. You know, we should be seeing the headlights. It should be dang near passing us by now. And get all the way up to that sober up coulee Road and never pass the car. Never, never seen taillights, you know, turning back around. Nothing. <laughs> I heard another story about that. It's not, you know, not any uh, anything that happened to us or me or anything. But I've heard another story about that road about a um, couple guys picking up a hitchhiker, a woman walking on that road, and you know they one of the guys jump in the back and let her sit up front and they driving along and talking to her and everything, and the driver asks her, you know, where where she's going, and she says, oh, just go up to the bridge. You know, I'm like, stop's right there to the left of that bridge there. and You know, they get up there, and uh, mind you, the gate that's, you know, she said her turnoff is, like, Chain shot like like one big log chain after the other wrapped around it and then it's locked okay so somehow they get in there and they bring it up to the, the log cabin up there anyways i guess they pass out and wake up the next morning and all their beers gone out that they got in the pool has gone out of the truck uh, the car Right stacked up right in front of their uh right in front of their car and i guess there's you know barefoot tracks that walk get out of the passenger side walk up walk into that house and there's like two big padlocks on the door of that house one at the top and one at the bottom of the door so nobody can get in there and heck nobody's lived up there for Years, as far as I know. Until just like recently, people's kind of... Like within the past maybe four or five years, they started, you know, fixing that cabin and stuff up. But yeah, nobody... Nobody would lived up there for years before that, though. And tried leaving and... Car wouldn't start. So they walked out, walked to... walk back to the road and the gates all chained shut and there's nowhere they went through the fence at or anything so they call home and ask for somebody to come get them somebody come get them and then they when they go in to get their their, their car they unwire the fence and go through you know go through the fence like that getting up, they boosting their car. Their car don't boost or nothing, don't start. So they hook up, drag it back to the road, get back on the road, then they start messing with it. After they get the fence all wired back up, they start messing with it again, and it starts right up.
1: And did they describe that woman, that lady?
0: Um. Well, the, the way they start describing it is... Uh, um to the you know to the people that they you know went up in the, the house that they called from there saying oh that sounds like uh people's daughter that used to live up at that you know at the cabin there and they said oh she died like years, you know years before before that happened this happened like maybe early 90s something like that so you know she was already she was already passed on so
1: Wow. <laughs> well, Joe, I ain't going to let you go until you tell me that story about that talking cat.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. That's another one that's not one of my stories. That's, that's one of my brother's stories there. Yeah, he used, <laughs> used to stay out there by Cut Bank Creek. And a uh, neighbor across the road. You know, and I, I don't know if this is my brother. He liked to like BS a lot, but uh, it might be one of his, his BS stories or it might be true, but yeah, anyways, he, uh, their neighbor, um, was saying that, uh, their cat was kind of really acting funny there for a bit. And, uh, one day they, uh, they yeah, actually, the, well, her husband left for work and she acted like she, you know, went went to, went to town to go to the store or something. Went out and she shut the door and everything. And she went to their back door and snuck in through the back door and was kind of this, you know, sitting there watching. You know, through, I don't know where she was watching, if she, you know, hitting a closet or something, but she just said her, her cat stood up on its hind legs, started walking around like a person and was in her house talking and everything and she told her husband about it and I you know, after after they got back home that night, told her husband about it. He didn't believe her, so so she did that for couple times after that then you know, she finally told her husband she's like instead of going to work you know this you know we'll both leave at the same time and you know we'll we'll sneak back into this house and we'll walk you know watch that cat and sure enough it you know kind of walks around just, you know doing its normal you know cat stuff jumping on the counters and you know, whatever, when nobody's around, and, and here, next thing, it just stands up on its hind legs, starts walking around, you know, talking, like, carrying on a conversation or something with, you know, you know, whatever, whatever's there with it or whatever, it just, and they come out, and you know, that guy starts starts praying in Blackfeet. That cat just starts just like getting mad. Kissing at him, cussing at him. Pretty soon he goes uh, goes back and goes into the room and grabs his gun He shoots at Cat. Cat's still sitting there cussing at him and hissing around and stuff. Puts another bullet in it. Finally, you know, finally kills it and uh, pretty much the end of the story, I guess. That's that's how it was told to me. And
1: <laughs> wow, where did they find the cat?
0: I guess they had the cat for you know a few years. I guess they got it from when it was a kitten. So, I mean, I don't know if you know if it was like that or maybe somehow it got possessed. You know. How people say it is out on Cutbank Creek and everything. Some weird stuff goes on out there.
1: Did you hear about out there? That was weird.
0: But that's about the only thing I heard about it out there, except for, you know, like Goatman and stuff. But,
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: you know, it's... <laughs> that
1: one's scary. That Goatman really freaks me out, huh? Cripes. Yeah, I would not want to see that thing. I'd rather yeah. I'd rather have Bigfoot pick me up by the ankle, sniff my butt, throw me down, and <laughs> <laughs> see that you know that goat man. They say there's a dog man out there too. I wouldn't want to see that. Thing. Yeah,
0: yeah, I've heard about that. I've heard. Or well I, I got another story, and this this actually did happen to me. I was uh, going to work up in Saint Mary's. This was you know during that COVID time when. Browning was shutting down at 10 o'clock, and there couldn't be nobody driving around. I had currency and everything, and this old guy sitting at uh, at, uh, that Seaway out there. You know, I I didn't notice him when I pulled up, and and I was standing in line waiting, you know, to pay for my stuff and pay for my gas and everything. to head to work. He was sitting out on those... uh, cement things that got out by those gas pumps. He goes, uh, I go walking up to him, he says, are you heading out towards um, Houseman Hillway, Cutbank Creekway? I said, "Uh, yeah. He said, well, uh, could could you do me a favor and give me a ride out there? I just want to go home. And I was like, yeah, no problem, sure. I was thinking maybe he was you know gonna get off at one of those houses kind of out by Bear Paw and everything so i kind of slowed down through there and he's like oh no i'm a little further up well all right cross cut bank cross that bridge there at cutbank creek and, and get up on that other top of that little like that bottom there he said oh there's a couple more uh turnoffs to the right. He said, I'll get off at that second turnoff. Oh, all right. Go the ways out past that creek and he said, Oh yeah, here's my turnoff right here. It ain't no houses or nothing in sight. And I'm sitting there like, oh are you sure this is your turnoff? He said, Yeah, my house is just right down there. Oh, Alright, well I told him you have a good night. He said, Well oh, yeah, you too he said and know Watch out for those callos. They're always on that road up there. And he goes, oh, all right. yeah, yeah, you know, thanks for, thanks for the morning and everything. And, you know, you have a good night. He jumps out, shuts my door, and goes walking over to that gate, opens that gate, starts walking down the road there. And I'm sitting there like, I don't even see a house line. I'm like, huh? where, you know, yard light or anything. I wonder where this guy's going. So I pull out, head out, and get right up to Duck Lake. And there's this. There. So I just see these four way flashers pull up on them. And here they hit big old black cow. I'm sitting there, ask them if they're okay, if they, you know, if they got a hold of anybody. And you know, they tell me, yeah, and I'm sitting there thinking about, you know, the rest of my trip to St. Mary's, I'm sitting there thinking, like, oh, you know, I know there's always cows on this road, I said, but, you know, you know out of all the times I've drove, I've only seen, you know, maybe two or three cows, and I said, it's really weird, I said, sort of, I gotta just get off at that turnoff. You know, no house lights or anything around, no yard light around, you know. that I could see within, you know, walking distance. Come back through there the next morning, going back home. And there's like no house, you know, even remotely close to where he jumped off at. Yeah, I mean, this guy seemed like he was probably like maybe, maybe late '60s, early '70s, mid '70s. He was kind of an older gentleman, and I was sitting there like, oh, you, know, that's, you know, that's, something that just bothered me that whole summer.
1: Because <laughs> they look real. You don't. Know, yeah. You don't know they're they're not know they they are not That's just, you know, I've I've always said that. I'm like, man, just think of how many spooks people see when they're like drunk, say blacked out drunk that they don't even remember. Or they're just sitting there drinking with them, thinking they're people. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I mean, it's crazy.
1: Uh, Well, Joe, thanks for all your stories. I I think we should end there. Um, That's a really good chunk of stories, and I'm glad you, you came on to tell them. Yeah, yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, heck, if there's any more that you think of, don't hesitate to get a hold of me again.
0: Alright, right, will do. Will do.
1: All right, Always well, we'll see you, Joe. Yeah, take it easy. Well, folks, that was Joe Comes That Night. He's got a lot of good stories, too. Um, we are going with our next guest uh, on the next episode is going to be Jenny Manyhides. We talk a lot about Chamawa Indian School and the, the spirits and spooks that go on up there and well we talk about a lot of other things too, uh, Red Blanket Bridge on the Rez and there's a few other things that we go on with but uh, yeah stay tuned for her, she's going to have a lot of good stories coming out and um, you know there's a lot of Blackfeet artists out there and um, they sell paintings, beadwork all of these things like that all this artwork and you know unique items made by our tribal members and I want to send this message directly to all the artists out there native I, I don't care where you're from you know if you want to get your work uh, promoted through our show it's not gonna cost you anything I'll just give you a mention but I need to know where to direct all traffic to to your site or to your Facebook page however you go about doing business I'd love to push a lot of our audience your way you know because there's a lot of times I look at your guys's artwork you know I haven't got any their permissions to use their names but um here's this one kid on on Facebook <laughs> he does these amazing paintings and I mean he sells them at a reasonable price and I really think I really think he's he's got a, a gift. I mean and there's many like him. There's another one of my friends, she does a lot of beadwork. Uh my sister in law's they do a lot of beadwork and so does my wife. They do a lot of they make a lot of crafts and, and things like that. So so all you guys out there that are artists and you have this stuff that you'd like to sell, uh, get in contact with me. We'll figure out how to push more traffic way. I can put a link in the show notes, you know, stuff like that. So just let me know. All right. Thanks, everybody. Until next time. See you.